0: Back to another podcast episode of Car Sales 101. Um, I just recorded a whole podcast episode and then I get a phone call from US Immigrations, so I'm having to re record this whole entire podcast. You're lucky, luckily I am because I think the podcast that I did record really kind of sucked because I wasn't going anywhere with it. And now that I'm a little bit more focused on my brain, I think it'll be a lot better episode. So, anyways, um, anyways, welcome back. Um, this is another podcast episode of Car Sales 101, your beautiful, bald host, Tony Story. If you want to connect with me on Facebook, do uh, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E, uh, Instagram, at TNTDad2728, and then uh, LinkedIn, um, Tony, in parentheses, Anthony, last name, Story. Um, also, if you get value out of this podcast, please give me a five-star review. I truly appreciate it. Um, it means more than anything in the world to me, so just make sure you give me that five-star review. Um, but All right. So back onto not back on to the podcast episode. So that what I previously recorded we talked about training, right, and how it's essential in the dealership. And you know, it's one of those things. The reason why I bring up certain uh, ideas or, or things in my podcast is because I, I live them every day in, in what I do at the dealership. But the key thing that I think you really need to focus on whenever you're doing anything in the car business is that. Um, you need to sit there and evaluate thing. So you, you need to always get down to the granular structure of everything, but you also got to look at everything from a bird's eye view. And so I think one of the key things that every dealership, um, that everybody's missing is training. So I'm going to talk on it. From, I'm going to talk about it from two parts, right? The part that you as a salesperson need to do and part that manager has to do. So as a salesperson, you know, I know that some of the, y'all that work at dealerships that don't have the best training, right? They don't have the best culture about training. And, you know, that's a sad place, but that's very, it's, it's an it's industry, it's almost an industry norm. So I challenge you, if your dealership doesn't train like it should, you know, you should have listened to podcast episodes, either like mine or sales, sales podcasts to get more an idea of training. The other thing is, I also think you should invest money into yourself. So, you know, if you see something out there training wise that you could invest money in, I'm not asking yourself to break the bank, but you know, that's one of those things where you got to pay for your training. You have to educate yourself, right? If somebody's not going to do it at the dealership, you need to do it, whether it be through Grant Cardone, whether it be through, you know, somebody else, always, always train yourself and educate yourself and take that money because we look at it from this aspect, right? You work for a dealership. I don't want to pay for training, but yet did you go to college? Yes or no? Maybe you did or didn't. You know, you spent money to get education, right? And you spend lots of money, right? Thousands of dollars. You'll spend probably not even half of that in the automotive industry uh, if you want to be good at all. You know, it's one of those things where if you want to be good, I think you have to sit there and you have to educate yourself. Um, So with that being said, uh, training is important and essential. So when you are learning, if your dealership does train and your managers are good at training, um, and I think there's a lot of them out there still at this day, or to this day. You know, the thing is, you need to take notes. So I've seen too many times managers get up there and train, and salespeople really haven't taken any notes. You know, you don't get involved, you don't get interactive. If the manager is interactive and they do actually train, you need to get involved, you need to get interactive, you need to sit there and say things, um, whether it be, you know, hey, I said this, because if you're saying something, for instance, I had a salesperson by the name, uh, well, I won't say his name. I had a salesperson that you know he was, he was failing miserably. I wouldn't say failing miserably. He got a good start and then he got really smart and so what I did up there in the meeting, in the training one day, we went over presenting a pencil and I had them present the pencil and right away, I figured out what was wrong and I figured out what was the matter. Um, but you, as a salesperson, need to sometimes sit there and verbally express yourself because you might be doing something wrong. You might not be saying certain something certain a certain way, and and that needs to be done that way. Okay. Um, now, when you do get done with training, you really need to self evaluate yourself. So, for instance, uh, I know I talked about this in a previous podcast, but you have to have to self evaluate yourself. So, for instance, if a customer, uh, if a sales, so if, for instance, if you know. Um, Man, what was I going to say? Self-evaluating. So you have to self-evaluate yourself. So you have to, once again, you know, looking at it from a bird's eye view, you, you need to sit there and take yourself out of your body. Okay? Sorry, I'm getting kind of weird here. Take yourself out of your body and really look at what it is you're doing, why you're doing it, and instead of being a robot to it. And figure out, hey, this is where I could change this. This is where I could say that. If I was a customer, would I, how would I react to that? And, and that's one of the key ways of, of self-evaluating yourself. Okay. Now onto the aspects of the managers. Now you as managers, it's your responsibility to train salespeople, right? You have an obligation to train salespeople because you have to make uh, the core of your dealership, the strong core of the dealership, the strong portion, right? So, you know, we talk about too much in the car business, how, um, uh, the retention rate rate is really, really low, right? Like you, we have high, high turnover in the car business. I think I read one, uh, uh, I read a article the other day, and I think it was up to like sixty-five percent or something like that, which <coughs> is atrocious. <coughs> which is atrocious in any car business, but um, and, and it can be easily be stopped. But the thing is, <coughs> I think you know we sit there and um, we hire, not hiring properly. You know, I think we hire people just to fill a position, fill a spot much like we do, much like, you know, um, department stores do during um, the season to keep up with seasonal sales. And I think what we tend to do is we think, well, you know, let's hire 30 salespeople or let's hire 10 more salespeople because, you know, I think that's going to bring us more business. And that's not the case. And and the reason why is because here's the way I look at it. If the core of your dealership, if your salespeople are not strong and it's not, you know, um, a good culture... No matter who you bring in there, you could be bringing the number one salesperson in there in the whole entire world. That's going to change. They, they're they're only going to act to the culture around them, right? And if that culture is not a good culture, it, it won't matter who you bring in there. You can bring in five people. Your attention, your 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 fallout rate from the salespeople is going to be high, right? And I think what we look at is we hire. We I think we hire. I think we think of the simple fact is let's hire ten salespeople, and if we keep two, that's great. And I think that's just the wrong way to think about anything. Whenever it comes to the car business, um, I think that you, as a sales manager, I think every morning, um, <clears throat> I think every morning you should have training nine o'clock in the morning. And I talked about this on the previous podcast. Is that and it's it's hitting so hard at home. But I think you need to train every morning. You need to get your your salespeople prepped up, ready to go. They need to be primed. Much like an athlete does before they actually run the big race or play the big basketball game, the big baseball game, the big football game. You you need to be primed. They need to be up. They need to be ready to go. And um, so you need to do training, I think, every time, every morning at the specific time. You need to do roll call uh, at that point, too. And you need to kind of sit there and kind of police for the day. Hey, I think we need to do this, this, and this, and then be done. Don't make the training super super, um, long. Don't lead it into any other thing. Keep it short and keep it to the fact of what you said you were going to train about. Because if you don't, you're going to go off into these long tangents, and you're going to lose the um, the ability of the fo- uh, your your uh, your salespeople' ability to focus on what it is that you're training on. So um, when you do train, I think you need to make it interactive. For instance, you know if you're going to present pencils and you're going to have you know um, sales or you're going to have training over presenting pencils. You need to have the pencils up there. You need to have the same pencil for everybody, right? You don't need to have multiple pencils because it just makes everything confusing. You need to have a pencil that you know you're holding on the trade-in that you're you're not discounting as heavily and that's going to have down payment options. You don't need to make it easy on the salespeople. You need to make it hard. You know, I think I think too many times in the car business um, we sit there and we make it easy on the salespeople and we do the same easy you know um, objections and we don't throw those hard objections out there. And they're not properly trained whenever they go out there because, you know, not everybody's going to do those easy objections. You got sales, you have some customers that do some of the craziest objections, the stupidest objections possible. And it just, it's one of those things where if I'm not going to train my salespeople to handle that objection, they're going to fail when they go out there. So make sure you make the the training realistic and not easy for them. Hey, but before I go any further, uh, just give a quick little one minute listen to the uh, Anchor app um, sponsorship that they that they allowed me to do, and I'll be right back with y'all. All right, guys, I am back. So back onto the training portion. Okay, training um, you need to make it interactive. So for instance, you need to bring the salespeople up there because this is what's going to help you um, find out what's going on with your staff. So for instance, whenever you go present it, whenever they they're presenting the pencils. And you know that one salesperson is having a specific issue, whether it be with trade-in, down payment, uh, monthly terms, sell price, addendums, if you have addendums. Um, you, know, you will easily see it when they do it in front of everybody. And the reason why is is whenever you have somebody in a group setting, they do things that they're naturally used to doing, right? They're not trying to show off. They just do what's natural and what's comfortable for them, right? We all do it because... It's one of those things where you know you, you get you get in front of people and you know um, that you don't want to look stupid. So what do you do? You do what you've always done and you do it the natural way. You do it the way that you've always um, thought it was thought it should be. and and that's the thing. Whenever you're sitting there, you'll find out those flaws very easily. You'll find out also good things too. You'll also find out what they're saying that's right, because for instance, you have a cuss you have a salesperson that can always hold on the trade. But they lose the addendums, you just need to sharpen that skill a little bit. But you'll heal word tracks that they use that will be good that you should carry on and you should give to your other salespeople. But you need to do uh, interactive training. Also, you know, you need to get them involved. So whenever I sit there and I do any training at any point in time, I sit there and I give I, I sit there and I always give the disclaimer, hey, and I always do it on this podcast too. I don't know everything. I'm basing on basing on my real life. Uh, real world, real world um, circumstances, and it might not always hold true for somebody else. Just like I tell y'all, I'm in Houston. It's a very competitive market. Um, we are always fighting against everybody else. But the simple fact is, what I use here might not work in your market that you live in. Um, but with that being said, I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, when I do that, I always let the sales. But I also give them the the examples of, hey, you know, yesterday I was training on. Um, What was I was training about? Oh, a needs assessment. I said, how many of y'all have ever brought a customer in the dealership, and you know, you're so excited about a new product that you show that product to them, right? Whether it be a Super Duty F one hundred and fifty Explorer or whatnot, and you're so excited about that product that you just show them that vehicle and all the cool features, but they needed actually the the entry level model on that one, or you know, they need they needed just to buy a small sedan. You're trying to show them a sixty thousand dollar truck because their credit doesn't allow them to do that, and that's one of those things where I think when you train, when you when you give an example of like, hey guys, I know you're going to face this in the real world, especially with the needs assessment. I said you're going to have customers that are going to come in and say, I'm looking specifically for the stock number. You know, you, there's not there's not really much of a needs assessment at that point. But there is still, and that still, you still need to do somewhat of a needs assessment because they might not need all those features on the truck if they're trying to fight budget or whatnot. But with that being said, also give that real world example. Like, hey, I know this isn't going to be the end all, be all. Whatever training I give you is not going to be what needs to be uh, done every time, because I always, I always tell people, I'm not the best salesperson in the world. I'm not, you know, I'm a 15, 20 car salespeople. Uh, the where I accelerated is accelerated management. Because I think I have the ability to see things from a bigger picture, but I also provide um, um, uh, um, natural training to sell it to people. I just think that's what I'm good at. But the thing is, oh man, what was I talking about? Man, I, I totally got way off track here. Um, man, shoot. Shit. That's what I'm going to say. Um, but let me go back into training. So I think training is essential. Oh, Oh, uh, giving the role examples, I'm not naturally uh, a good salespeople. Uh, I have to, I, me, I need structure, right? It's like I told y'all, I think in the last podcast, I need structure. I need simple, simple structure. I need rules. I need parameters to follow by. So when I go out there, I know that this is my right lane, this is my left lane, and I'm not going to get out of it. And I think that's what's key for you to, let your sales, to train your salespeople on. Say, hey, look, this is your right lane, this is your left lane, you stay in this lane, and you perform these actions, and this is the process in which you do it. Now, don't make it so rigid, so rigid, so like, hey, you got to do it this way. Allow them to come out of those zones um, and, 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 and act accordingly uh, with, within the parameters of what y'all would do at the dealership. So for instance, if, if for instance, you know, going into the deal that the customer is going to have an issue with a trade in, you know, it's one of those things where I will sit there and I will legitimately, you know, we as sales managers, oh, don't tell him the trade in value. He's going to give it all away. You know, you know going out there taking that initial T.O. on that, on that salesperson or on that customer that you are going to have an issue with the trade-in. You need to tell the salesperson what you're doing. Hey, I'm holding $1,000 on this trade, okay? Or, <clears throat> hey, if he, if he agrees to all these numbers, you know, if they come back for the second pencil and say, hey, if he agrees to these numbers and, and you need to give away $500 more on the trade just to get him to do the deal, wrap it up and be done with it. And the reason why you do that is, is you don't want to sit there and restrict your salespeople so bad that they don't, they can't think outside the box. You want to give them the rules and the guidelines, but you also want to sit there and give them that flexibility to make that decision right there on the fly. You know, I've had several salespeople, you know, where I know they're going to take a phone call and I know they got to call the customer, and I'm telling them, hey, if you have to do this over the phone to solidify the deal this is what you need to do, do not come back to me because I don't want to lose that customer. Um, because you have to give them that flexibility, you have to allow them to do that certain things. You know, I worked at uh, Fred Haas Twitter World and we allowed salespeople to give pencils to the customers uh, to do, the, do their own pencils. And the thing was, is everybody was afraid, to, everybody's afraid to do that because they think the is gonna give away all the gross. And from my, my standpoint, um, seeing that they don't always give away all the gross because they have a pay plan also that they're trying to uh, capitalize on. Um, but anyways, back to the simple fact of you know, training. Training is important and it is essential, okay? That you as managers need to do this, right? And the other thing is, is hold yourself accountable. And I know I'm going on the training portion of this, but and I don't mean to get too far off track, but if you're going to train, don't train and verbalize what you're doing upstairs and then not do it downstairs. You know, if you're going to sit there and you're going to browbeat salespeople about, hey, they need to do this, they need to do that. You don't need to watch the football game. You don't need that. You need to come downstairs and you need to not do what what you told them not to do upstairs. So You don't need to sit there. If you are, are telling your salespeople, hey, you have tasks in the system. You haven't completed any phone calls, but yet you come downstairs and you don't complete them phone calls yourselves. You're not going to lead by example. So whatever training you do upstairs, you need to do it downstairs. The other thing is, is you as F&I managers also, y'all need to provide that training too. I've seen so many times F&I managers sit in their office and they're not providing the right training to educate their salespeople. And yet they bitch about, this salesperson gives boy my interest rate. This salesperson, I can never sell any products. What are you doing to set, to educate that customer, to have them not do that anymore. And I've seen it too often. We as managers, and I'm not trying to, you know, and I always tell this to the salespeople too. You know, you as salespeople, if you eventually get promoted into management, don't think that you don't have to listen to podcasts anymore. You don't think that you have to, don't have to educate yourself because you still do. But we as managers, um, we get comfortable in the position that we're given and we think we don't have to do certain things before. And that's not true. You still need to do the fucking grind every day if you're going to sell, you tell your salespeople to make, a, make 50 phone calls, you need to make 50 fucking phone calls yourself. You need to follow up with the business that they're not able to generate or they're not able to create. So for instance, if you're telling a salesperson, hey, call this guy. And they call that guy and they aren't able to close the deal. Don't just take their word for it. Pick up the fucking phone and call them yourself. And 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 if they're not gonna buy from you, if they don't pick up the phone. So guys, just to let y'all know, um, the uh, I got a phone call, so I'm not recording this whole entire podcast episode again. But what I was saying is, um, sorry for the disturbance in the te- in the in the podcast. But guys. If you make a phone call or if the salesperson makes a phone call and they don't sell them, you need to pick up that phone and make that phone call too. That way you lead by example and that way the salespeople believe that you have their back when it comes to uh, selling cars um, or whatever in any process. So if a customer is being rude or irate or if it's a customer that purchased a vehicle that you know needs follow up on, you're doing those simple little things. So anyways... Um, not to be the dead horse too much, but guys, two things that you need to take away from this, um, for the salespeople and for the managers, us salespeople need to sit there and take ch- training serious. Uh, I think it makes you better. Um, automotive industry is always train always changing, whether it be on the digital side, um, whether it be on, you know, the retail side of it. So, you know, when people are c- coming in advertising or whatnot, it's always training, um your consumers are getting a little bit more sm- your your consumers are getting smarter, more educated. And the other thing is you always gotta watch how your product's changing. Um the other thing is as you as managers, y'all need to sit there and keep up with the market and the changes. You can't go with what was taught five years ago and expect that to work nowadays. Sales, the process, the sales of the process never will typically change. Um building rapport will never change, but the fact is you also need to keep up to date and keep up to times. And make sure y'all are getting salespeople involved in training and stuff like that. Don't sit there and and, and, and train from the higher level. You know, actually, get, actually go in there and do what you say you're going to do. And I think that's key of anybody to be successful. So anyways, guys, um, not to go on too much longer, but you know I love y'all. So just make sure y'all continue to follow me and listen to me. Uh, maybe this podcast wasn't the best, but... Um, one thing I wanted to give you all—I finally got—I got in front of my computer, and um, if you want to sign up for phone sites, it's what I use to generate leads. Um, on the aspect of to get y'all to do this, but um, it's what you can use to generate leads, whether it be through, you know, trade-ins or surveys or, or referrals. You can use these websites. Please sign up, or at least go check it out. You got a fourteen-day free trial. Um, here's my link. Uh, it's https: colon four, forward slash um, forward slash phone sites, P O H P H O N E sites, dot com forward slash sign up question mark affiliate equals one, four, two, five. So make sure you're going out there, checking that out. Um, if you don't, if you didn't catch all that, please private message me or DM me or text me or whatever, and I'll give you my affiliate link. that it was a little too long. All right, guys. So anyways, um, like I've told you all in the past, um, this could be the hardest five-figure business or the easiest six-figure business. It is what you make it. We all win we all win. So if you got good value and content out of this out of this podcast, make sure you share it with people, whether you do it on the DM, private message or whatnot. Please leave me a five-star review. I'd appreciate it. If you want to leave me a one-star review, that's perfectly fine. And the very last thing is if you want to connect with me on Facebook, it's Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E, on Instagram, at Dad. 2728 and LinkedIn, Tony in parentheses, Anthony, last name story. And if you're just now subscribing to this podcast, there's also 87 more episodes before this. So make sure you take the time to listen to all those. All right, guys, you know, I love y'all. Keep cutting, keep selling, killing it. All right, peace.